everyone. I'm Kennedy. And I'm Tara. We are Mamas with Trauma and Unpopular Opinions. We would like to provide a trigger warning as there will be mentions of trauma in many forms. We are not licensed therapists and cannot provide professional advice. However, we can relate and provide our own personal experiences and lessons that we have learned along the way. Hi, everyone. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. And this is our third episode. Now, um, just wanted to say thank you again for the ongoing support. Yeah, we really appreciate it. And we're very grateful for for everyone who's listening. Yes. So, before we get started, how was your weekend? Or how was your week weekend? How are you? I'm doing good, actually. Um, we had a eventful week. We went to Halifax because we had a follow-up appointment for the baby. Uh, mm-hmm. it, was all, it was all good news, but it was just... A lot of anxiety, like an anticipation for the appointment. Uh, it was nice, too, because we had a little bit of a getaway for me and Peter. Yeah. So it was nice to spend some time in, in the city, and we got to see some of our friends that we haven't seen in a while. So it was really nice to take the time to reconnect with them and then also just, like, spend some time together as a couple. And mm-hmm. um, so that was nice. And then um, over the weekend, we actually had a date night. We had a date night last night. Ooh, nice. Yes. We went to check out uh, a new restaurant in the area. And then we went to a movie. And I gorged myself too much on food. Um, we had <laughs> we had like an appetizer and like a main. And whoever su- suggested that like dinner and movie is like mm-hmm. a good date night was very wrong because mm-hmm. I was like falling asleep. Oh, yeah. What'd you and, go see? Uh, we went to go see the new Ant-Man movie. Okay. Uh, don't ask me about any of the plot details because I fell asleep for like 45 minutes for sure. As if. Yeah. So even like one point Peter was like, do you want to go home? And I was like, no, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's so oh my gosh, that's amazing. So yeah, we had a pretty good we had a pretty good couple of days. How about you? Um I'm just trying to remember like my week. I'm like <laughs> I don't even know what I did, honestly. I do know that I went to go visit um the office, like where I work. So I got to see a couple of like my good friends there and just talk about returning to work, which is crazy because it's coming up in May. Um Anyways, it was just really nice to see everybody and to bring Evie and they just like went crazy over her, of course, because she's just too darn cute. And then this weekend, my mom and Peter, like my stepdad, came down. It was nice just to, you know, have a little visit and Evie always enjoys her time with them. So then they left today and then one of my friends um, who is pregnant, she came over to see us. She, um, She was here for the weekend and she stopped in to have a little visit and that was nice. It was a... I guess a busy but good weekend. Yeah, that's good. Anyway, so I'm like so excited for some reason about this episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's been our, It's. I think this is the one we've been waiting for like the most. <laughs> I think so. And part of it is because this topic makes a lot of people uncomfortable and I love that. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, let's just, let's just talk about things that are uncomfortable and are unfamiliar because we just need to break out of like our comfort zones you know and start to have these hard conversations and i just feel like i don't know why boundaries seems like this new thing like yeah why is it that when you talk about boundaries with you know some people like that are not in our generation that are maybe like you know unheard of they're like oh you know back when i had you or when we i had a baby you know everyone watched the baby or you know it took a village and it was just it's like all these things were normalized so then when you talk about boundaries you try to put these boundaries in place it's just like what 
Yeah, sometimes I feel like we're almost, like, because we are trying to, like, implement boundaries and, like, all that, I feel like sometimes we can get, like, a lot of backlash because maybe they feel bad. I sometimes I think, like, when you get backlash, like, for trying to implement a boundary, like, people get offended because, like, they weren't in a place to, like, be able to implement boundaries back when, like, they had their babies and maybe they were more tolerant of people disrespecting that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's it's so hard though cuz it like it is a more modern um practice almost, but it's I guess it's hard being told no or like yeah, that's true. It's you're telling someone no and it also I feel like with boundaries you can't help but talk about entitlement. Yeah. So I feel like it's important with this episode that we will be talking about boundaries with um, entitlement and people pleasing because they all mesh together, you know, like, especially when we talk about us, mamas with trauma, um, you know, it's difficult to keep those boundaries in place when you're also a people pleaser and and then you're dealing with entitled people. So that's been like, I feel like both of our journeys with boundaries and with our, our babies it's been a struggle dealing with wanting to please everyone but also wanting to establish these boundaries to protect our space and, and our mental health but then also dealing with people who have almost this like almost this like sense of entitlement on our babies so <laughs> that's basically what I feel like this episode will encompass <laughs> yeah um I guess like with that too kind of comes like with like boundaries and entitlement and almost expectations to kind of come into that. So it's crazy because before I had a baby, I was someone that was big on boundaries when it came to saying no and putting my mental health first. And um, I would always, people would always ask me like how I, what, how do I take care of myself? Like what's something I do to keep my, you know, self-care, you know, whatever. But for me, it was always like saying no. Like I feel like that was self-care for me was knowing when to say no um, and only giving my time to people that deserved it and just being like mindful of my time with people and how much I'm giving to others, like not not only like friends and family, but my partner and all of that. So it's always like about thinking about yourself first, right? So anyways, when I was preparing to have a baby, I was like, I was already talking about boundaries, about, you know, calling before you show up not kissing my baby um I don't know you know all those like all those things and then I mean some of those you know rules or asks were followed but then there's all these other things that come up that you weren't prepared for it and expect where now you have to establish these new boundaries and it's just hard because there's so many people that are going to be hurt by that are not going to understand why mm-hmm And again, like I said, I'm battling with that side of me who is a people pleaser. Although some people are like, really, you're a people pleaser? Like you seem to be pretty like upfront about how you feel. Yes. Like I've I've done a lot of work to get to this point where I just say it like it is and I'm a a straight shooter. I feel like there's no point in being like passive or passive aggressive. It's like just get to the point. Tell people how you feel. Say what you want. Say what you need. Right. But also... Um, still that part of me, that people pleasing part of me comes up and through therapy, I learned why. And it's essentially trying to ensure that everyone around me is, uh, I don't know, but it's like, it comes from a place of trauma though, because you're so hypervigilant of everyone around you. 
there. Thank you. Yes. Because of your upbringing and like the things that you've experienced, uh, you're so hyper vigilant of what's going on because yes. you want to make sure everyone's taken care of because then you can kind of ensure that you're protected. That you're safe and you're protected. Yeah. Um, if you can prepare yourself for what's going to happen or you, you can avoid conflict. So it's easier for me to just say yes to people and then then avoid that like conflict or that backlash right so anyways yeah I learned real quick that I had to deal with that and implement these new boundaries so it was probably the same for you like or maybe it wasn't like maybe that people pleasing part didn't come up and you just like went straight for boundaries I don't know I found like I I struggled with that that part for a while Mm -hmm. Yeah, I um I actually didn't really think to set a whole lot of boundaries like before the baby was born. Um I like obviously like I had like the basic ones of like, you know, don't show up on an I like don't show up unannounced. Um don't kiss my baby because like that was that's still a big one for me because mm-hmm. I still have a lot of health anxiety for him, but it's not as bad as it used to be, but still still there. Um but there was like little things that I didn't think that I would need to set boundaries about that like kind of just arose as I have been navigating, you know, motherhood. So, well, I know that we talked about this, like for me, as soon as I had visitors come over and I started to see things that were making me anxious or feeling like basically sick to my stomach, uh or I felt was like violating, um, I immediately, you know, like my alerts went up, you know? Yeah. So like, for instance, just people picking up my baby without asking or like Mm -hmm. taking my baby from my arms or taking pictures of my baby or anything like a lot of things just without I find like just without asking Mm -hmm. even like passing the baby around and just um, or being like you know like okay give me the baby almost like she was like an object like a potato and that's so funny that you say it like that because I always say I don't like to play hot potato with my son yeah because I mean my baby is not an object. She is a human being. Do you think, like, do you want to be passed around from people to people? Do you want people poking at your face and up zooming in your face, taking pictures? Like, no, I know it's a baby and they can't say anything, but that's the thing. Like I'm their voice. Yeah. You're her voice. I'm like, you know, I was her vessel. So this is part of me. Mm -hmm. So I learned that really quick that this little human was an extension of myself and almost felt like I was being violated. Yeah. So, and also, you know, that childlike sense of endangerment would come up, you know, as she, as I began to get to know her, I wanted to keep her safe and whatnot. So, um, obviously I learned through therapy that that was, that was kind of coming at the forefront. So as soon as I was being around people with my baby and especially people that I, I don't really connect with well, or are not my people, as we said in the previous episode, um, It just felt like I would rather people just ask or be a little bit more considerate of my feelings and of the baby, you know, not their own feelings, I guess. Yeah, I had a hard time with that too because, like, I found that sometimes it was more about them Mm. than the baby. I don't don't know how much more to elaborate on that, like, other than... Well, I know it's hard because you you don't want to be, like, rude or offend anyone, but it's essentially, like, their time was more valuable than yours, yeah, but, like, babies, also, right? like, what they took from that experience was more important than, like, what the baby did or, like, what I did. Right. Or, like, what you did, for example. Is right. What, is, like, what I mean in general. 
but it's hard when you because you like where you're saying like you were apprehensive about visitors and then when they like when the visitors started coming that was when like your alerts started to go off and it was kind of similar for me but like I was a little excited almost to show okay I was proud like I I feel like I almost had like a I was anxious but like my anxiety was like like I had mentioned before was around his health yeah my solution for that was to ask visitors to wear masks Mm-hmm. and wash and sanitize their hands before handling the baby i've always been around babies so like i always knew like you know keep your hands clean like don't kiss their face like and these were just things that i knew right because i had my aunt you know she was hyper aware too like she that those were things that she instilled so like those were things that i thought were almost common knowledge well it's good though at least you had that already yeah so when i found out that it wasn't common knowledge was when i was like whoa whoa whoa, whoa. Why did, why aren't you washing your hands? Yeah. And again, it comes back to like his, when he was a newborn, I could say like, no, like, please wash your hands first or like, yes, yes, for sure. So it's harder now when he's, well, when he's older and he can kind of crawl around and go to other people. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I guess just going back, I immediately was like, okay, this is something I need to work on in therapy and understand why I'm getting so anxious when people are holding her or feeding her or not asking or you know, and how can I gain control of that? And how can I explain this to Brandon and get on the same page about it? Um, It was basically just setting boundaries. Like it was so simple, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Um, But it was just, I found as soon as I gained that control back, like establishing those boundaries and voicing them with everybody around me, like Brandon had to take initiative and do that with his, you know, family and friends. Cause I feel like I shouldn't have to to do that because it's, that's his family and his friends. Mm -hmm. But I also, made sure to talk about this with my family and my friends, you know, like FYI, I'm, I'm in therapy, I'm dealing with postpartum. These are the things that I expect. I would just appreciate that, you know, you did X, Y, and Z. Anyway, I found just voicing that and having people understand, you know, maybe why I was a little bit more apprehensive or why I was just maybe feeling anxious about certain things. Or maybe this is one thing too, is I wanted to get it out there that some days I may not even want anyone here. Like I may say no. Yeah. And you're allowed to say no. I'm allowed to say no. And I may not even want you to hold my baby. I may keep her close. And if you ask to hold her, I might say no. If you ask to change her diaper or uh, take her in the stroller or take her to the car seat or I don't know, any of those things, ask first and I might say no. Mm-hmm. And be prepared for that. Yeah. Because those were just things that I needed to have control over and that were making me anxious when people were doing them and not asking. So right away I had to just basically say like, ask if you don't know, just ask just mm-hmm. whatever you're going to do with the baby, ask, I guess, ahead of time. That way, you know, you're, you're considering my needs. So yeah, once that was kind of established, I find it made things a lot easier and I could gain control of the situation. Um, we just made sure to voice to people if they wanted to come for a visit, like how long they were, they were going to come for. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is how long you're going to come for. Or, you know, we may leave at this time or it may not be a good day. So things always change. Yeah. Or it's like, be prepared that Tara, you know, I might just go upstairs with the baby. You're not, you're not even going to see the baby because it's not a good day for me. Yeah. Or anyway, so I always, and I still do this. Like, I still expect people to call and ask and respect, you know, the time that I ask that you, you know, you leave if it's going to be a half an hour visit. And, you know, that's what it is. Yeah, don't not to say like don't extend overextend your welcome, but but yes, especially when they were a newborn, like oh my god, we we don't need you here for hours, like no, no, 
at 20 minutes or whatever was enough. You know, I was exhausted after that. And so was the baby probably. So yeah, it just made things a lot easier when I was able to get that out there. And Brennan, you know, still voices that um, to people as well. And there's always things that come up, I, I find still, there's always new things that come up that I need to set new boundaries for. Now that she's especially crawling and having her own personality and, you know, she goes over to people and wants to play or whatever. But um, I'm finding that there's new things that come up as she is developing, like, you know, people want to play with her and take her hands and walk with her or want to hold her and stuff, you know, still, but I still want people to ask. I still want, if she doesn't seem like she's in, she doesn't want to go to you, like she's pulling away and turning away, don't force her, don't pick her up. Like she mm -hmm. doesn't want to go to you. Mm -hmm. So now it's almost like asking her too. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, I, I'm still her voice, but also she's beginning yeah. to establish that voice. So anyways, I'm getting ahead of myself, but yeah, it's important to always continue you know, maintaining those boundaries, even past like that newborn stage. Mm -hmm. It's really important for you to, and well, like for me too, but like to create that safe space for ourselves and to know that like, it's not going to be, not I don't want to say a problem, but like where it's, you're not going to be putting yourself in situations that you're uncomfortable with or like, and you know, you want the people in your life to respect that and, you know, not do things you're uncomfortable. Well, yeah. And that's a good point to make is like, this is our, like your, your home is your safe space. And mm -hmm. like, this is my, this is my home. You're coming into my home. You're coming into my space with my baby. Mm -hmm. So just respect that. And if you're not going to, then don't expect for me to invite you over or want you here or, you know, like, sorry, but if you're going to violate those boundaries that I have, don't expect that I'm going to want to see you or I'm going to be excited when, you know, or I'm going to, I'm not going to probably make much of an initiative to see you if you're someone who doesn't respect my boundaries. And I know that, that you probably agree with this. We've talked about this, like. Yeah. Um, I've had a, I've had quite a bit of struggle with like my boundaries being, I've, I've just, I've had a couple of experiences where like, and it comes from, comes from everybody like mm -hmm. that, you know, everyone tries to, I find people will try to push just a little bit and, and then, and then almost act like offended when I, when I reinstate. But why do you think people get offended? I think people get offended because they, they don't like to be told no, or like, again, that sense of like, well, this is my, yeah, to me, it's an, word, but exactly to me, it's entitlement and yeah. sorry, not sorry, but I'm his vessel for it's like, like you said, like I was his vessel for nine months. I grew him. I carried him in my belly. I know him. Yeah, better. you know him best. I know him best. I know what's best for my son. And there's, I, I could list so many examples, but like, <laughs> you know, like when I ask you not to do something, please don't do it. Or eventually, like the answer will just be flat no. And that's, that's it. And I don't, yeah. and I've had a really hard time with like explaining myself over like, like over explaining myself to avoid hurting people's feelings almost. Mm, that sucks, eh? And it's like, you don't want to... <laughs> I mean, people are not being intentional. Like they're not, I know that they're not intentionally trying to like hurt our feelings or whatever. Maybe they don't, they don't see how they're overstepping, but I feel like it takes a lot of just self-awareness and being aware of someone else's feelings. Mm -hmm. And I find it can be dismissive. Yeah. Cause they're putting their own feelings and needs ahead of your babies. Yeah. And like also my experience as a mom and like, yeah. I find, I don't, I don't consider myself like a young mom. But like in my group of friends, I'm the only in the immediate people that I talk to on the day to day, like out of my group of girlfriends that I've had, like I'm the only one that has a baby. Oh, yeah. So it does feel like I'm like the like young mom, <laughs> the young mom, because, you know, a couple of my girl, a couple of my girlfriends, like 
they don't have kids and like you know, I, I, you and I are close, but you know, mm-hmm. there's the distance that, and that's mm-hmm. hard. And like one of my close friends, like she lives in Ottawa. And so mm-hmm. that, that's hard too. But so being like with, with the circle that I have at home and like the people that I can spend time with, it's hard because like in my family, like I find sometimes I'm considered still like a kid sometimes, mm-hmm. I, but it's challenging because. So it's like, do you feel sometimes like you're not being taken serious? Because Sometimes I do feel yeah. that way. Sometimes yeah. I do feel I'm not being taken serious because, you know, everyone's, everyone's been there. Everyone's done this. And it's like, well, that's not. That's not my way of doing it. That's like, not my way of doing it. Just because, you know, just because you did things this way doesn't mean that I have to. Or like, just because, you know, that worked for you doesn't mean that's mm-hmm. going to work for me. Right. And. I well, exactly. Everyone's experience is so is different. It's going to be different, and things that were accepted twenty years ago are not going to be accepted now. Mm-hmm. Things change, times change. Yeah, you know. So get with the program. <laughs> but I get, I get a lot of like, oh, I did this and it was fine. Okay. Well, it's not fine for me. It's not like, fine for me. Like I've so, done. Yeah. And so I had, like, I had to set. So just to backtrack a little bit, like you said that, like you were already setting boundaries, like when you were pregnant. I didn't think to do that. I didn't think that I had to do that. I like, I thought people, and maybe it was my own na- naivety that I thought people do me well enough. But just like, no, that would, yeah. Just, just no, the consideration, not, I guess. Just, maybe. Yeah. Like to not, you know, overstep with me, I guess. But unfortunately that ended like, you know, but one of the bound, cause I was living with my mom and this is like a prime example. I remember telling my mom before the baby was born, like, you know, when you hear the baby cry, that like, you're going to want to like step in. Mm. and I told her please don't okay yeah and she was like well like that's my grandbaby and like and I was like mom I was like mm. me and Peter need to figure out how to be parents and if you're stepping in every single second that the baby cries it's not going to like help it's not going to be no. conducive in the long run because we're not going to learn how to do this exactly so I will add like I need you to have faith in me as your daughter yeah and I need you to trust that I'm going to do everything in my power to be a good mom. I also need you to know that I will ask for help if I need it. Yes. And like, there were a couple instances where I said, mom, I don't know what to do. The baby's crying. He's gassy. I don't know. Like, please yeah. take him. And yeah. she took him. But I am not super responsive to someone coming in and being like, well, just give me him. Do this. Like, or I'll do this. Yeah. Like sometimes some people just want to I guess, jump in and help. And I understand that. But also, like you said, you have to allow the mom to do what, they feel they need to do first and they'll ask for help when and if they mm-hmm. need it. Like sometimes we may never ask for help and that's just our own personal thing. Like, but mm-hmm. yeah, we'll ask for help when we need it. Yeah. So I was really adamant that be the case and she respected it too. And she still respects it. She asks before she steps in. Like there was only the one time that she literally was like, Kennedy, take a, like, take a step back. Yeah. And, but it was at a time when like I was so clouded with the anxiety that I don't think I would have been able to reach out. And she saw how much I was like overwhelmed and upset. And yeah. it was appreciated in the long run that that was the time that she was like, okay, Kennedy, just, just let yeah. me see it. But it's good that you've set those boundaries with her and she's been receptive. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's important when we set those boundaries with people and they don't come from a place of like being offended that, mm-hmm. that they're doing something wrong or you're taking something away from them. Like, that's not what we're trying to do. It's just this is, you know, my space, this is my life, my baby. And I didn't, this is one thing that I say like all the time. 
I didn't have this baby for everybody else. Mm -hmm. I had this baby for me mm -hmm. and for my family. Like, I, and when I say my family, I mean me and my husband. Yeah. You know, me and my husband, and this is our home. This is our life. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't, you know, go through everything I went through to have this baby to just share it with every, you know, that's not like, yeah, you're sharing it with the world and sharing, of course, but I mean, in the sense of like, not everyone has um, like rights and all of this to my baby. Like what? Like, mm -hmm. I just don't understand that. Like, who are you to come in and expect this amount of time with my baby or expect to do this with my baby and expect to for why us to visit all the time. And for yeah, us like, why is there so many expectations and, the sense of entitlement are on, I don't, just don't understand. I under, I know that people are excited and want to, mm -hmm. you know, experience that joy with the baby, but why does it have to be connected with all of these expectations on us? Like, don't you think we have enough? Yeah. Being a new mom? Yeah, and there's so much that we deal with when we're like new moms and then that added layer of like, when are you coming to visit me or you don't visit me or... Like, what? You, what do you like, mean? Like, what? I... Like, I home. have a baby. Yeah. <laughs> and like, in specifically, like, in, and like, I was recovering from a C-section and that's like six, that's a six week, six to eight week recovery if things go well. And then yeah. like you were recovering from, you know, a traumatic birth. And yes. And so were you. And then and also dealing with postpartum depression and anxiety. anxiety. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't understand what, like. Do people uh, just think that, you know. We sit around and do nothing all day. Yeah. We just, we have these babies and we're like, okay. Yeah. Just, perfect. No, it's not. And I'm just glad that this generation is becoming so much better with boundaries being something that's talked about so much mm -hmm. and being, you know, set in just so many different ways. But it's just super important with new moms. So all the m new moms out there, or the pregnant moms out there, like just take it from us. Start practicing these boundaries I wish, now. <laughs> like looking back, I wish I had set boundaries. Like yeah. I wish I had said like, you know, no unannounced visitors, like no, like, don't post my baby until I ah, post my that's baby. that's another thing, too. Mm -hmm. uh, don't post my baby until I posted my baby. Like, don't, like, share things about my baby that I'm not, like, if, unless you ask. Like, right. I and actually, yeah. like, in the postpartum, like, in my postpartum phase, I saw this new mom. She made, like, this little, um, kind of like the posts that we do, like, just like this little picture thing yeah. done that she sent to all her family and loved ones. And it basically was all of her like rules. And I was like, Oh my God, I wish I'd done this because yeah, it was a good idea. Yeah. It was basically like, it was like before the baby was born. So it was like, you know, don't show up at my house unannounced. Like if you're going to come over, please like schedule a time or like, um, just like just, it had, those are just like rough examples off the top of my head. Like don't kiss the baby, like wash right. your hands, like, but it was probably like she, so she sent it to all, to everybody. So it she was fair, it right? Yeah. So she sent it to all of the people in her life. Like she sent it to her family, her friends and like all her loved ones. And it was basically like, you know, while I'm in labor, like don't bother me. Mm, that's another thing too. <laughs> yeah. Right. People don't think that. People thought, like, I don't know if people thought I was just sitting on my phone, <laughs> but oh my God. I, uh, I just, uh, that was one thing right away that Brandon took initiate initiate oh wow I can't talk today he took um yeah. initiative of was my phone was going to be off and put away yeah. if you need to contact us you're going to contact through me 
I'll be the I'll be the person that you'll connect with. I'll give you updates when I can. Mm-hmm. But see, I I don't want I don't want to sound like I'm shitting on Peter, but I find like Peter can be a little bit more passive. So he like he's almost more tolerant than I am. Mm-hmm. Like I don't find he can be as assertive and like yeah as it like take as much because well, he's just so that. more relaxed right yeah like the minute someone's like at, like someone asks him a question he doesn't know the answer to he's like oh i don't know <laughs> and then they're like well i don't want to talk to you like i'm gonna go talk to her but, yeah like, I'm yeah in dealing with <laughs> you're in labor <laughs> i'm in labor and have had like a thousand hands up my up yeah up inside of me that like i don't want to talk to anybody right now no um, so that's a good point to make is that stage two is important to just Mm-hmm. give give the other person space and consider what they're going through instead of all the things that you need to know about what's going on. Yeah, and all the suggestions that you want to offer. Like When I'm ready to talk, I'll talk. I also feel like that makes me think of even now, we're still busy, even though we're past, you know, maybe the newborn stage and we're getting used to our babies and we're getting into these routines. We're still very busy and going through a lot. Mm-hmm. So you can't expect that we're going to call you every other day. Or we're going to go visit, you know, every weekend. <laughs> yeah. Or you're going to, you know, you're going to be updated with how our babies are doing. And we I don't like all I these pictures. And like, I, don't even just... ha- I didn't even have time to give Peter, when Peter was at work, a day, like an hourly play-by-play, let alone to anybody else. <laughs> There's just things that are not on your mind because our minds are baby, so baby. Yeah. It's and then all also baby. dealing with like the anxiety and depression and everything else that goes into day-to-day life you know we have a lot going on just because we're a stay-at-home mom doesn't mean you know that we're doing nothing sitting here on our ass like so i saw a post circulating on my facebook and it was like you know being a mom is great but having to feed them three meals a day for 18 years (laughs) seems a little excessive (laughs) (laughs) i was like like, i mean (laughs) Uh, relevant yeah like because i was so worried like that was another thing because when we started solids, like, you know, we were doing fist and like lunch and supper. Yeah. It's just a lot to think of in a day. And I don't know where I seen this, but the amount of, the amount of what goes through our mind in one day. The mental load of being a mom. Oh my gosh. It doesn't stop. And I've tried explaining this to Brandon because he just gets like, he doesn't understand sometimes why I'm so like cranky or he's just like kind of, he can not, he's not being dismissive, but a little bit undermining of what I do in a, in a day, you know, like, yeah. like oh, I could do it. No problem or whatever. But, but they're not thinking of like, Oh, I, you know, like I'm going to make the baby like toast and like fruits and like all this for breakfast. But then like, you know, how low are we on bread? Do we need more bread for tomorrow? Do we need, you know, how, like, when do we need to get rid of this fruit by like, Oh, like, okay. And my, my baby's pooped maybe once today. Okay. Uh, maybe their nap. Yeah. Their nap needs to be at this time because they slept for this long last night. And mm-hmm. I'm going to do this at this time because baby needs a nap, you know, like, yeah. And then like, Oh wait, do I have like, Oh, baby only pooped once today, but she like, they peed like three times. Do I have enough diapers? Like, is there <laughs> enough diapers? Do we have enough wipes? Like, Oh, did I take a shower today? Oh yeah. Did I, what did I eat today? Did I drink enough water? Did I even have a coffee this morning? Yeah. And right. It's, it's just so much. And one day, so when people expect when their people are like, Oh, I haven't heard from you or, you know, how come I haven't seen you or all these things. And I'm like, <laughs> don't get me started. I like just, Oh, like I look forward to the days like when Brandon is off, like on the weekends or whatever, or the days that he has off, it's just like so lovely. Cause we get to spend time together mm-hmm. as a family or, you know, he gets to take on more of the load than I do. So 
on my off days, I don't even want it. Sometimes I don't even want to see people. Yeah, I felt that way. Like, I feel that way too, especially like now that I'm back to work. But like, I find in the summer, especially like when Peter was working so much and like, I didn't, I felt like I was like gatekeeping his like our time almost because I was like, I don't want to spend my time chasing people. I want to spend my time being a family and spending time with the, like these two boys that I love so, so much. And yeah. like, why do I have to give my time, like our time to other people? Right. When, like, I don't see, I don't see Peter. He's yeah. working, he was working like 10 hour days. And I was, well, like, exactly. I, I was like, I don't spend any time with my partner. So why do but, I have yeah. to give any of my time to anybody else? Because that's a good point to make. I was like, bec- like, because quality time is one of my love languages mm-hmm, and I'm mm-hmm. not getting any quality time. So yeah. And you want to be with your family. Like mm-hmm. that's what comes first at the end of the day is your family and your space. So you're going to want to put energy and time into to that first and foremost. Before anything. Right. So sometimes it could be weeks where I don't talk to a friend or see a friend or a family member. And some are very understanding of that where others are just like, oh, I haven't seen Evie in on this date and for this amount of time for x amount of minutes i'm like what like why are you keeping score (laughs) and then this comes just this 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 comes back to those expectations and the sense of entitlement of my baby you know like Mm -hmm. no one no one should have that no you'll you'll get our time when we have it yeah or like alternatively we'll come visit you when we feel like it yeah exactly or we'll come do these things when we feel like it yes because I don't have to meet anybody's expectations but my own. No, no. You don't need to be meeting anyone else's needs. It's not your responsibility. It's not our responsibility. It's not our responsibility to be thinking about everybody else. Mm -hmm. Like, I need to be thinking about myself. And my family. I'm I'm trying to think of myself first. It's hard. It's hard for the baby. Um, But then, you know, the baby and my partner and my, my home. Like, so it just blows my mind anyways that when you create a human it's like everyone has like an imprint on them all of a sudden. I struggled because I found that I saw people like a lot of true colors. You saw people in a different light I saw, than uh, yeah, before I, you were had it. Yeah. I seen people very differently than I saw them. Do you find that you like your connections or your relationships like just changed too? Like it yeah, was just like a yeah. Very much. Yeah. So like how much Anyways. I wanted to be around people changed. Mm. And like, I don't know, like it was so funny because like before I used to have so much anxiety and like it propelled me to spend time with people. And like, and I was like almost so scared of being alone because of the anxiety and depression that I dealt with. Yeah. You wanted to be preoccupied. Probably. So I wanted to be preoccupied and I wanted to be doing something, you know, I struggled with like feeling productive and stuff, but it took me a long time to realize like rest is productive and like, you know, spending yes. quality time with my family is productive and I don't need to fill my time with spending all of this time with other people. Cause like, I really had to like just hunker down and mm-hmm. spend some alone time and realize maybe my thought, may- maybe being alone with my brain isn't the most scary thing in the world. Yeah. But I love that you said that because it comes back to what we said before about um, pouring from an empty cup. Yeah, I like there was like for many, many, many months at least, I was pouring from an empty cup. Mm-hmm. Even before I had like before I had the baby, before I got pregnant, it's been really important for me to spend quality time with my family and like with my son, especially now that I'm back to work. Yeah, um, and it's going to be even more important for me to spend quality time with my son when Peter's back to work because I don't ever want him to feel like oh his parents like my parents work all day and yeah 
No, don't, for sure. Don't spend time with me or whatever. Like, I don't want him to feel like that. But still, I I feel like right now, because I'm on leave, I'm able to think more about, you know, those things in terms of boundaries and my time and how I'm spending my time or what have you. But once, yeah, once I get back to work, I know that it's going to be so busy that if anyone like says anything about not seeing us or not seeing my baby or crossing any kind of line, like they're not going to see a pretty side of me. <laughs> Yeah. Like, I don't, I do not want to hear it, you know? Well, life is just so busy. And like my, and I'm, you know, speaking in very general terms, but it's like when, when like navigating postpartum and like being a mom and like dealing with postpartum anxiety and postpartum depression and like breastfeeding and like all of these things, like Mm -hmm. we're taking so much effort to make sure that like us and the baby make it through the day. Yes. Yeah. And often putting our own needs on the back burner. 100% and we're probably running on lack of sleep yes so we were like 110% pouring from an empty cup already like and I and I used to like I felt so guilty and it took me a long time to realize that um that guilt has no place because it's not mine to carry right 100% it's not yours to carry it's on them Mm -hmm. everyone around us are adults Mm -hmm. and they need to take care of themselves and if they're offended by something or don't like something sorry that's on you Mm mm-hmm that's and, not up to me to mend, you know, like, yeah, it is what it is. And I don't know about you, but I find, I mean, although my anxiety is getting better, but I still get anxious in terms of like those, like those things of people's, you know, expectations of me or mm-hmm. boundaries that I have in place because I'm like, is it going to fizzle out now that she's getting older and I, and I am doing better? Is people just going to think like they can, you know, do whatever and, um, you know, pick her up and go play or pick her up and go change her diaper or mm-hmm. um, just come on over at any time. You know, it's like, I just, that's that's what worries me. And I still get like really anxious when people come here. I still get that anxiety because I'm preparing myself. I get that's part of the anxiety is like preparing myself and my body um, almost responding to like, you know, those alarm bells that go off when people come into my space. And anyways, so I still feel like I deal with that it's anyway it's like an it's like an everyday struggle yeah so was there anything that you had a, like a hard time setting boundaries about Oof. i don't know um i find it was harder with my own family mm-hmm. because with your own family like it's i don't want to hurt their feelings because like they're my family mm-hmm. <laughs> and when they do something i'm i find it was hard when i had those boundaries and people knew my boundaries and then they crossed it i then i was like Ugh. Yeah. I didn't know what to do. I was like, what do I do? You know, you know, it's just an uncomfortable situation. So, yeah, I found the hardest thing was just with – I found my own family, like, setting those boundaries and keeping them mm-hmm. in place and then not knowing how to, like, go about a situation when someone just crossed that line. Mm-hmm. I found it was easier to just avoid those people then, yeah. you know, to like limit my time with them than like talk about how they, you know, did something that I didn't appreciate or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had struggle setting boundaries about like opinions on how I fed my son. Mm, okay. Um, I received a lot of input in the early months that I should be, you know, giving him rice cereal at three months old. Okay, so you had a hard time with people just basically giving their unsolicited Unsolicited, advice. Unsolicited advice was my biggest thing. Like, I remember I had to tell people, like, I think I said to someone once, I'm not asking for an opinion, and if I am, I'm going to talk to his doctor. Okay. And I just said, like, point blank. 
because um, I, like I, I, I really struggled with uns unsolicited advice because I wasn't hearing it as constructive. I wasn't hearing okay. it. I was not finding value in anything that anyone was offering me. All I could hear and all I could see was they think I'm doing this wrong. They think that they can do this better. They think that I'm a bad mom. You just saw criticism. I saw not, criticism and I yeah. didn't see, and I didn't find value or like, or construction in any of it. I found a lot of it was like the implication that I wasn't feeding my son enough, that he wasn't getting enough from my breast milk, which was an anxiety that I already had because I was oh breastfeeding. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> so to imply that I need to give him cereal before six months makes me feel like you think I'm not feeding him enough. So, mm. and, and in response to that, I literally just said, no, like his doctor is, is happy with where he's at. And like, there's no need for us to introduce anything else. Like solids can't be introduced till six months, but yeah, that's, yeah, that's something too, eh? Is that unsolicited advice? Which I feel like that get. could be like a whole episode too. Yeah. Cause I found, I got a lot of opinions from people when it came to her sleep mm -hmm. and just don't worry everybody we'll have an episode dedicated to sleep because we have a lot to talk about there oh, but it was like what why is that any of your concern mm -hmm. this is my baby i'm going to do what's best for my baby if i want your help i'll ask for your help but also when people are giving advice on like baby sleep or feeding or whatever that aren't even parents i'm like yeah or haven't been moms you know haven't had a newborn for 30 years mm -hmm. my like, favorite is the people who talk about baby sleep when they haven't had babies <laughs> and i'm like what huh? i'm like, like you're gonna tell me how to how to make my yeah. son sleep but you haven't had what? You have never what or things have changed in 30 years like yeah. in the medical field too like the advice that we get from doctors i'm like that was told that was like you know i was told not to do that so yeah um, you know. So yeah, that, those like some of the things that I struggled with was like the unsolicited advice and like having to tell people like if I want your opinion, I'll ask for it, or if I want your help, like I want your help, I'll ask for it. And that was something that I had to set with a lot of people from like the beginning. If it wasn't like well received, or if it was like if it continued, mm. I would just shut it down and say I didn't ask. Like yeah, if That's, but good for you. Yeah, like if I if I wanted an if I wanted um, an opinion on how I feed my baby, I'll ask my doctor. If mm -hmm. I want an opinion on how my baby sleeps, I'll ask my doctor. Yeah. Because See, I'm like proud of you for that because I still struggle with speaking up when someone gives like some kind of unsolicited advice or their opinions or whatever. I find I have a hard time shutting it down. I obsess about it after. Mm -hmm. I had a hard time because, like I said, I wasn't hearing it as constructive. I wasn't hearing it as helpful or anyone like just trying to share the experience like I was hearing it as you think I'm a bad mom so I had to shut it down for my own mental health yeah but that's good that you took control of that lots of therapy yeah <laughs> <laughs> but like everybody this was this is not some magical this was thing. not some magical thing I did not have some turning point I think the yeah. first time that I ever like had to say something like that I was like I was like vibrating because I like I couldn't right I, I shake scared. like I tremble and I feel like some people might think like, oh my God, she's so strong. And she says what she's on, on her mind. And I'm like over here shaking. I'm like terrified. But it's the anxiety. And I think that also comes from like the layer of trauma. Yeah, and all 100%. That um, yeah. It's also scary not knowing how someone's going to respond, respond, right? Yeah. How Especially they're gonna with respond. the trauma background, right? Exactly. Because you're just expecting the worst, of course. So mm -hmm. I found I always really struggled with when someone is 
giving something that wasn't helpful or saying something that I didn't appreciate or doing mm -hmm. something that crossed the line, I had a hard time with responding to that. So I would just kind of like take Evie and do something or leave the room or kind of make an excuse to leave or end the visit or whatever. And then after I leave the situation, I have intrusive thoughts and I obsess over it. Mm -hmm. I play it over in my mind 1 million and 25 times of how I could have done that situation differently, what I could have said differently. So then for me, it's easier to just like avoid that situation altogether. Mm -hmm. And I also had to limit the amount of times I was seeing people. Like I found it was too much because I was putting myself in that situation too much where I was struggling to establish boundaries and voice um, myself. So in therapy, my therapist was like, you need to, she's like, first of all, I'm so sorry that you're having to have visitors like three times a week. Like, oh my God, how are you? Like, no, that's not okay. Yeah. <laughs> like you need to narrow that down first of all. And I'm like, okay. So uh, yeah, it was something that I had to just limit, you know, the amount of visits that I was, I was having um, from people like friends, family, whatever. I found that helped. Mm -hmm. Like as soon as I, you know, was able to establish that where it was just like less time spent around people, then it's, you know, less anxiety for me. And I'm able to work on mm -hmm. these things that I'm working on in therapy. And that way, when I'm put in that situation again, where I have these, you know, these strategies and these tools, then I can, you know, voice myself better. Mm -hmm. And if I don't, well, I guess it's kind of on me. I got to work on that again. Right. But I found that was super hard, like having those obsessive thoughts and just it's so being hard. overwhelmed by it. Yeah. yeah. It's so hard. And then like, even like, even I, like there are situations that I look back on and I'm like, you know, I could have said this and I should have said that. Yeah. Um, but it took me a long time because I, like I said, I, I was in a headspace where I didn't hear anything people were offering. I wasn't hearing that as helpful. I wasn't hearing it as like anything other than like, they think I'm a bad person. They think I'm a bad mom. They think I can't do this. Yeah. And so after lots and lots of therapy and lots and lots of experiences <laughs> of like people, across the board offering their opinion mm -hmm. when I didn't want it. I, my therapist said to me, like, just shut it down. Yeah. Don't take it. It's not yours to carry. It's not mm -hmm. a reflection of like who you are as a mom. Things that yeah. worked for people 30 years ago, 40 years ago is very different now. Yeah. There's studies that show that like, you know, how you feed your baby, there's, you know, positive, yeah. positives and negatives to everything, but like there's well, things are continuing to develop as yeah, and change and grow and yeah. all of that. Um, so I really struggled with like setting boundaries about like unsolicited advice, and I really struggled with the boundary of like don't kiss my baby. Yeah, that's a tough one, eh? To I started, to say that, and then when they do it, you're like, I take the baby. <laughs> oh, good. Well, I'm I glad you do that instead of just like freezing and being like, Ugh. I, like I, I would to take the baby because it's you're making me uncomfortable. I've asked you yeah. not to do something. Yeah. So I, I try now to just reinstate the boundary, like, oh, please don't do that. And then if they don't listen and they do it again, I take the baby because yeah. they're putting me in a situation where I feel uncomfortable. I feel unsafe. I am his mother. I'm going to make the right choice for my son. I'm going to do what makes me most comfortable and makes me yeah. feel safe. Yeah, because I feel like what people are not understanding is at the end of the day, we're their mother. Mm -hmm. So that's it. Mm -hmm. I mean, case closed, end of story, see you tomorrow. Like, that's it, right? Mm -hmm. I'm their mom. What else we go? Don't got to explain myself to you. Yeah. And I've even offered, like, solutions. Like, I've offered suggestions. Like, 
I'm telling you not to kiss the baby's face, but like you can kiss the back of his head, the top of his head. Just do not kiss his face. Yeah. Like do not kiss his face. His that's, face. The, that's all I am asking. <laughs> like, I am not taking uh, your relationship away from this baby. Like mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, it's like, why are you so offended by the fact that you can't kiss my baby on his face? Like, yeah. You know, there's other ways to show affection. Mm-hmm. There is. There's so many other ways. Mm-hmm. And then um, that, like, that's still one that I struggle with because I feel um, I have, there's lots of, there's lots of feelings around it. Um, <laughs> but well, it's just uncomfortable. Not even the fact that they're kissing your baby, but it's just like, it's just something that you've put out there. And if they continue to do it, it just, they're just disrespecting you, right? Yeah. It's becoming personal at that point. Yeah. And then like, sometimes I felt like, people like aren't taking me seriously. So then I've asked Peter to state those boundaries too. And then I still find people don't take it. Okay. Can we, can we just like for a second, I feel like both of our partners are people pleasers as well. Oh yeah. And I'm going to just, I'll I'll put Brandon on the, Brandon on the spot. (laughs) He had, we had this, we had a really good um, talk the other day and I'm really proud of him. He was like, he admitted that he's a people pleaser. And I was like, you are. And it was like, we've been together for nine years. And I'm like, you are a people pleaser. So I'm like, I'm sorry, babe. Like we definitely both struggle with that because I am expecting him to take some of this and voice things for me and speak on behalf of our baby as well. And continue to implement these boundaries when he's also a people pleaser. Right. Mm -hmm. So he's also struggling with that. Yeah. So, and I find like Peter, especially like he has a hard time because he, doesn't want to disappoint people. Yeah. And like, he's really, he has, he takes it so hard if he feels like he's disappointed someone Mm -hmm. and like he, he's really susceptible to like the guilt trip. Mm. He just wants to be like accepted. Right. He doesn't want to to avoid the conflict. (laughs) Yeah. He's, he is not, he does not have like a bone of conflict in his body. Like he, (laughs) but it's so crazy because he has the shortest temper, but, (laughs) <laughs> anyway he but he avoids conflict like the plague oh my god that's brandon too <laughs> like he lived like if he can avoid it he will like he doesn't want yeah, to deal with yeah. it. so yeah. like even in situations that like i'm like you like you need to stick stick up for us yeah because like i find like we're like i'm so vocal almost yeah same and i need to be vocal to people that i shouldn't have to be because that's yeah. his, his responsibility yeah <laughs> And I find the same sometimes. So I'm like, you need to like, you need to say it too, because like, yeah. the more that I say it, this narrative can be spun that I'm crazy. A bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but it's true. You don't want to. You want to feel like a team as well. Mm-hmm. But he's such a people pleaser, and he gives in. But I, we had a conversation actually that I said when you don't say no to them, to like to anybody, you're in turn saying no to me. And you're accepting the behavior. And you're accepting when you're accepting that behavior and you're not saying no, you're saying you're turning around and you're saying no to me. Yeah. And what like I want, like what what we've agreed to do to protect our son. That's a good point. It's like it probably makes them makes him feel super bad that he's almost in turn hurting you. Right. And like mm -hmm. your your needs. Because he was like, well, at first he was even like a little like. Well, no, like, I'm not saying no to you. I said, when you're not sticking up for us and you're not yeah. saying no, you're saying yeah. no to me and what, like, what we have agreed on. 
But for me, when that situation happens, I'm just like, expect that I'm just going to leave the situation then. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going to take myself away from that situation. And that's it. Like, I'm not going to sit there and it, it, you know, allow that to happen. And if you can't speak up for us or whatever, then it's not a situation we're going to put ourselves in anymore. Yeah, I just don't want to be in that situation. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I feel like when we set a boundary or dealing with something it doesn't always have to be something that's negative like it doesn't always have to be a conflict or no something that's rude like you know you can you can have you can put something out there address something with someone without it being rude Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be an argument or it doesn't have to be putting you know hurting the other person's feelings yeah like nothing like nothing no decision i've ever made as a mom has been done to hurt anybody no and like I don't it's know. It's not. It's not about them at it, all. Like no, it's about me and the, yeah. or like me and the baby and like you know. There and was, your and your comfort levels. And my comfort level and like I always looked at it as like I don't want anyone coming up to me and kissing me on the face, <laughs> right? And like like don't I don't I don't like that. No, like, no thanks. I don't want you coming over and squeezing my cheeks and taking twenty million pictures of me in thirty videos. Like oh my no. god, I, literally no. But no thanks. <laughs> you know, but at the same time, like I a lot of the reason I say not to kiss my baby's face is because of the scares of RSV and like just yeah, things which is fair. Are- and it's very high right now. I don't know what it's like there in Nova Scotia, but like Oh yeah, it's always high this time of year. He was born like in RSV season. But I find lately all across Canada or even like in North America, like RSV RSV has been something that's super high. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm always weary of that. And and one of the things I learned, like, I wasn't even, like, super aware of it when I was younger. Like, I have my aunt, and I she had, like, I was not exposed, but, like, I spent a lot of time with her kids, like, growing up. So I knew, like I said, like, you know, wash your hands, don't kiss baby's face, like, mm-hmm. you know, how to hold the baby and, like, all this stuff. But, like, I never, I never know, like, I didn't know. Like how scary RSV could be for kids. Like, well, didn't didn't I tell you I had it as a baby? Yeah, you told me that you had it. So yeah, it's real. Like, yeah, it's real, and it's it's you know, yeah, it's just it just comes down to people feeling like offended or like you're taking something away from them. I feel like yeah. that's what it comes down to when you put but boundaries then, in place or whatever, and they have some kind of type of way about it. Yeah, and they feel almost entitled to like these things with the baby, and like yeah. that's so hard because. Like, you have to respect the mom because, like, I know that, like, this is your niece or nephew or grandson or cousin or whatever, Mm -hmm. but you have to respect the mom at the end end of the day. Yeah. And I appreciate it so much when I'm around people that ask me, you know, like, if I'm okay with this or if they do this, if that's okay, or do I need help with this or can they do this? I'm like, when they, when they're, when they continue to ask, I'm like, oh, it just, it's nice that they don't just jump in and do it, you know? Yeah. I remember when we were there, I wasn't trying to be like annoying about it, but I remember like asking, like, you know, is it okay if I hold her? And you were like, yeah, like, here you go, take her. And I was like, perfect. And then she fell asleep and then I was like, do you want me to put her down? Like, do you want me to like Yeah, no, you kept asking. It was so funny. And I, I uh, but I wasn't trying to be like and I wasn't trying to be annoying about it, but I know like Well, I we've had these conversations. Well, we're yeah, on the same like, page we, about it. Yeah. So I just wanted to make sure you were comfortable and I didn't want you to be like, Oh, Kennedy's like 
taking my baby and just doing it. Like, <laughs> not that I would ever do that to you, but no. you know, I wanted to make sure you were comfortable. I was like, well, is it okay if I like hold her while she sleeps? And you're like, oh my God, she's asleep. Just do whatever you're doing. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I just like kept bouncing her and holding her. And then I remember she woke up and I was like, is it okay if I change her? And you were like, yes, just go do whatever you want. <laughs> well, not that way. So, but like, you were like, just go do it. Like, and I was no, like, okay. but there's one, okay. There's two things to that. One, I'm comfortable with you. Mm -hmm. Like you're someone that I feel like you don't have to ask, like you just do it. And I wouldn't question. Feel a I, t I wouldn't feel a type of way about it, you yeah. know, because, because I feel like we really understand each other. We connect well. You're someone I trust. So when it comes to that, I don't feel like that, you know, those things need to be asked. I don't mm -hmm. know. Is that weird? Like, I know that it I'm talking about boundaries in terms of asking, but I feel like that might be, it's different with people who I just feel super close to that I'm, I don't really need that all the time. It's the people that you feel safe with. That yeah. That you feel aren't going to disrespect your boundaries or aren't going to, you know, do anything that make you uncomfortable. Like I would yeah. never, like, I, and I know that, and I know it's the same, like I, you had mentioned before, like, I can't remember if it was this one or last, but you had said something, you know, you're, you're cautious of things you do with Peter because you know where my boundaries are. But like, it's the same with you. Like, I don't feel... I, I don't feel like I need to like hover over you. I don't need to be yeah. like, what's Tara doing? Is she? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not like. Well, because I think um I think Junior had the baby, and I was like, no, Junior had the baby, like Peter, and I had Evie, and I was like, I was like, let's switch. <laughs> and then I looked at you, and I was like, is that okay? <laughs> I know, and I, and I think like the reason when I was there, it was the first time I'd met her, and like the first time that we'd like gotten to interact. So I didn't want to like step on your toes. I didn't want to make yeah. you comfortable. And then I was also mindful, like we weren't the only ones in the house. Like, so yeah. I wanted to also kind of set an example, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Not, yeah, that's, that, that's a good point. Yeah. Cause like, I don't, you know, like, and I didn't go into it, like even like, I was like, Oh, like, you know, I'll probably get to hold the baby for like a few minutes and then, you know, Tara will take her back. And then you weren't taking her back. And I was just like, <laughs> I was like, baby snuggles. This is what I came for. <laughs> And no, but the fact that um, you come into that mindset just shows like your level of awareness and your respect for like other moms, right? I mean, I know, it's just, that's important. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't like it if someone came into my space and made me uncomfortable with my mm -hmm. baby. So I was like, I'm not going to come into your house and your home that you've built with your family and then like disrespect you as a mom. I love that. It's, oh, I just wish everyone had that mentality had that mentality it, the world would be so much better just it would be so, <laughs> my life would be so much easier yeah um and I, I found like early on I was like trying to do so much for other people too right like mm -hmm. I just like was like okay like I was trying to get out of my comfort zone I was like allowing people to hold her that I maybe wasn't comfortable with or allowing people to hold her for longer than I wanted or allowing them to change her or feed her. I was like pushing myself. Yeah. Almost trying to see like getting out of my comfort zone. And then really early I was like, no, I don't have to do this. I, I don't want to do this. It doesn't feel good. <laughs> like, no, it doesn't feel good. I'm not going to do I don't have to do that. No, you don't. You don't have to do anything that makes you uncomfortable. And it took me a long time to realize that too, actually. Because um, I, I kind of fell victim to the expectations too. Mm -hmm. But it was like, I have so much on my plate already. Like, I don't mm -hmm. want to be meeting anyone's expectations but my own. I have to worry about my own needs and I have to worry about my baby. And then in turn, like, I'm also worrying about Peter because Peter was working like such, like, I don't want to say dangerous, but like, it's a construction job. It's dangerous. Like, he could be yeah. up on a platform and fall and break his neck. 
Okay. Well, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so like, those were things that I was scared of. So like when yeah. he wasn't answering my texts, like, I and mean, that's another thing I deal with, like I've dealt with intrusive thoughts before. So like, it wasn't even just like from having the baby. So I think like, yeah, that was another reason why I struggled like addressing like the postpartum anxiety and depression was because these were things I dealt with before. Mm -hmm. So I dealt with intrusive thoughts before. So like my immediate thought, if Peter doesn't answer me, cause it's not, it's not like him to not answer me. So like, if he doesn't answer me for like an hour and a half, my brain like goes, well, what if he died? <laughs> Which is like, oh yeah, well I know, but that's the whole trauma thing, right? Is our, our literally our minds go to worst case scenario all yeah. the time, no matter what. <laughs> it's like, and it's like almost to prepare you for the worst. So well, that, yeah. But then it's like, so I was getting so anxious and I was so worried all the time. And then, you know, and then having people like wishing that we were visiting or like wishing we were FaceTiming and like wondering why I'm not staying in touch. And it's like, I'm like, man, I'm barely getting through the day. <laughs> yeah so so that was like super hard and like that's something i actually like would like to set a boundary about maybe yeah but i haven't necessarily like set boundaries about but like mm. i because i'm i'm well tara knows this but i don't know if anyone <laughs> knows this but i'm a little i'm a little petty yeah and I've never, i know I've, I, I can be too i've never i've never dealt well I, i've never dealt well with expectations like for example in high school my mom and my grandmother kind of expected me to do well in high school and they were like, you you know, you have to do good. And I was like, well, guess what I'm not going to do now? No, not going to do good. I'm just going to like float by. And that's all I did. Yeah. So I feel like I'm, I still kind of, I'm still kind of like that. I could be very sour too with people. Like once you do something to offend me or I don't know, you cross the line in any way and you didn't, you know, make the effort to kind of like mend that or i don't know whatever it's just like you're not we're not gonna just we're probably not gonna see eye to eye anymore yeah <laughs> sorry and but even but if you breathe around me i'm probably gonna be annoyed <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's really hard um and so i like i said i just i don't really respond well to expectations um i never did yeah i probably yeah. never will no uh, not even like either. going through therapy like it's still something that i'm like well i don't have to do anything if i don't want to yeah i don't want to do that homework yeah i want to do it on my own terms and yeah um so that's something I, like maybe in the future i'd like to set a boundary about like expectations like being put on us like i don't uh, i i've always been someone who from like always have i've established this with people of like don't expect the world from me like don't ever expect this and this and this for me because I don't expect this and this from you. Like, if someone can't do something, it's like, that's fine. I don't expect, you know, do whatever you can do and I'm going to do whatever I can do to, you yeah. know, you shouldn't expect the world from someone um, because everyone's trying to do their best. And yeah. So I, I don't like expectations. Like, I'm always trying to have those kind of conversations with people of like, just be mindful of what someone's going through or what their situation is, you know? Mm hmm. And it's so hard, especially like, and it comes right, it, like, I think it comes right back to that entitlement that people have about the baby. Yeah. And like how involved they want to be or like how much they want to be around or like, I don't know. And it's super hard because yeah. you kind of, you mentioned already that you struggled setting boundaries like with your own family. Mm-hmm. And that, like, you kind of got Brandon to take the lead with his family. Mm -hmm. I deal with a very passive partner. Mm -mm. So I didn't have as hard of a time setting boundaries with my own family because they're my family. Yeah. Um, and I'm 
I'm comfortable to have those like uncomfortable conversations with them. Like it's not a big deal to me. Yeah. Um, but I felt, I felt that I couldn't set boundaries with Peter's family mm. because it wasn't like, they're not my family. Like this is Peter's, like these are, yeah. these are Peter's is, family members. Like yeah. he has that relationship with them and he should be the one to, to set those boundaries. So it was really hard. Yeah. I find, I don't know. I still, I still struggle with that. Like I said, new things come up as she gets older and I find Brent and I are still having to have conversations about, you know, new things that, that, that are making me anxious mm -hmm. in terms of Evie or whatever that, you know, I need him to kind of take the lead on. And yeah, because like I said, he's a, he's a bit of a people pleaser too. So it's something that he's working on. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, it's always something that, that, you know, you continue to learn and um, therapy just definitely helps with understanding yourself and how to continue maintaining those boundaries and, you know. Yeah. Moving forward, like, is there any boundaries that like you already know that you want to set? So I know that in terms of like, as she grows, it's the same thing. Like, don't expect all this time with us or with her like we are a busy family as it is like we're very active people mm -hmm. so as she gets older there's more stuff that we want to do so don't expect and don't expect to be involved in everything that we do as a family you know we're, we're a family and this is our family so it doesn't involve everybody else mm -hmm. I mean it's going to get harder as she gets older because she's going to want to spend time with you know her family mm -hmm. like but I want that to be on her on her terms mm-hmm it's never going to be forced. No, like I don't want things to be ever be forced when it comes to, you know, my daughter. I, it, in terms of like her body and consent and, you know. You led right into where I was going. Okay. Because I feel like we're getting on the same page. So in yeah. terms of, you know, maybe this will be, I don't know if this should be another episode or not, but in terms of like hugging and kissing and doing whatever, like having her on her, on your lap, if she doesn't, she's not comfortable. She doesn't want to like, it's, Don't she doesn't want her. to and ask, like yeah. ask for a hug or ask to play with her or whatever. Like mm -hmm. it's going to be, you know, because it may not be on my terms anymore. It's going to be on her terms. So. Yeah. I want to empower my son to not like to know that his body is his body. And like, he doesn't have to hug anybody if he doesn't want to, he doesn't have to kiss anybody if he doesn't want to, he doesn't have to mm -hmm. sit on anybody's lap. He doesn't have to hold anybody's hand. He doesn't have to do anything that makes mm -mm. him uncomfortable because it makes an adult feel some type of way. Yeah. Just because like it was normal for your parents to force you to kiss your grandmother yeah. on the face. Yeah. doesn't mean that that's okay. Cause you were taught at a very young age that your body's not yours and you have yes. to do what everyone else wants you to do because it makes you, un <laughs> it makes them more comfortable, but makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. It's so important. It's so and, like, important. it's okay for, babies and or not babies because babies can't talk but like kids to say no mm -hmm. or to not want to like play or to not want anything like you don't always have to accept you know adults what they say or what they want like mm -hmm. yeah and i want him to know that he can always say no like if he doesn't want to play with someone he doesn't have to if he doesn't want to do something if he doesn't want to do anything he doesn't have to do anything like I, I talk, me and Brennan for a long time have talked about how we want to raise Evie, the things that we want to instill and empower in her. And I always want her to use her voice. Yep. I never want to hear anyone say, oh, don't say that. Or, oh, 
you know, that's, that's okay. Or whatever. I never want to hear anyone shutting her down. Mm-hmm. Like I want her to be able to, I mean, obviously within reason, like I don't want her going around calling people names or like whatever, but I mean like yeah. in the sense of her voicing um, herself and speaking up for herself or speaking out against something or any, whatever. I just, especially because she's a female. Yeah. You know, um, I just, I want her to, yeah, I just want her to use her voice and I don't want her to ever be passive. Like, no, no, cause I'm not <laughs> just say it like it is. And yeah. Yeah. And I think what'll help, like she has such a strong mom. Thanks. And she's going to, you know, she's going to model her behavior from you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you, you've been very vocal about your boundaries and, like, mm-hmm. what you're willing to put up with. And I think that sets a good example for Evie. And I think, like, for, for my son, I hope that he mm-hmm. – I'm really trying to break this toxic masculinity mm. shit because I don't want yeah. him to grow up thinking he can't feel things and, like – yeah, that's important. That, that's a good point to make because you have a son. So. Yeah, I have, I have, I'm a boy mom. So I really want to, with like being a boy mom, I want to be conscious of like the things I'm teaching my son and the things that mm-hmm. people are teaching my son. Mm. So I don't want this like, which like I can get into a whole rant about toxic masculinity and how damaging <laughs> No. Because I... Girl, don't get me started. I know. But like, especially as a boy mom, like I don't ever want him to feel like dismissed because of the things he's feeling or the things that he's experiencing. Mm-hmm. But in the same, in the same hand, I want him to have a respect for women and for people. And I don't want him. I just don't want him to grow up and be an asshole. That's all. Yeah. I- <laughs> you just want him to not be afraid to express his emotions mm-hmm. and just to treat everyone like humans. Yeah. Like I want him to be able to express his emotions, his feelings, like the things that he likes, like, and I don't yeah. want him to be like, scared that he's going to be made fun of like that's yeah. such a toxic toxic thing that like men learn so early that like they can't express their feelings yeah. and shit and it's so oh no and i feel like it's definitely getting better because of our generation like us mm-hmm. i feel like that's great and it's just so good that you're aware of that now and that you're setting that now yeah you know i um i just i i like i said i try to be really mindful with him and i want him to be able to use his voice and i want him to stick up for himself and I want him to stick up for the little guy and I want him yeah I always said like I don't care what you are as long as you're not a bully I I just (laughs) won't tolerate bullies and no yeah um but I want him to you know stick up for himself and I don't want him to put himself in situations that make him uncomfortable and I want him to be a safe yes a safe person for people like I especially want to be a safe person for Evie and I oh and like you know like but I hope that we raise them and give them the environment that they grow up and feel like the world is safe you know I don't want them to mm-hmm. feel like the way that we still do that the world isn't safe because of Whatever our past our childhood mm-hmm. you know so that's all I want is that my daughter will you know grow up feeling safe and and not see the world that I see that yeah. I see it, I guess but also learn from me you know what I mean like to be realistic and to be um I guess like independent and mm-hmm an advocate and anyways I just yeah that's that's what I hope for and I just really hope like as he gets older he'll he'll set boundaries for himself yes I want him to be able to say I'll, yes like I'll use my mom as an example because I feel comfortable doing that she's <laughs> just, just gonna pick on her tonight I'm just gonna pick on her a little bit but like 
I don't want him to like be in an interaction with my mom and my mom's like, oh, like give Kaju a hug. And he's like, no, I want him to be able to say that. And I want and not and not feel bad and yeah. not feel bad. And then so now I'm going to stop picking on my mom. But <laughs> I'm just like and and I don't want him to feel like he ha like I don't want him to feel guilty. I don't want yeah. him to feel guilted into doing something that he's not comfortable doing. No, never. I, I feel like that's such a good note for us to wrap this episode on is that we just hope that our children will grow up and continue to, you know, set boundaries that, that work for them, even mm -hmm. with us. Yeah. And to advocate for themselves. Yeah. So like as they become older and whatnot, if there's boundaries that they need to put in place with us, well, mm -hmm. that's what it's going to be, I guess. Right. Yeah. And it, this is a good place to end on because like, I think that I will always be mindful that I raised a good child. I don't mm -hmm. want you know, that I raised a good man, that I mm -hmm. raised a good human, that mm -hmm. he's doing what he feels is necessary for him. And to yeah. protect his and I hope that, oh my God, I hope that he doesn't find this someday and reflect on it and be like, oh my God, my mom's such a crazy bitch. Look at, she's contradicting herself. <laughs> but, because that's actually, that's something I'm scared of. But anyway. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I, hope, like, I hope that I'll be able to like find comfort in knowing I did the best that I could. I gave him all the tools that he needs. And yeah. um, I, I kind of hope that he doesn't surpass my emotional intelligence someday though. <laughs> but Okay, well, if our future kids are listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, if you're listening to this, stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, anyway, I mean, I think that was a great episode. I think, I mean, like, again, I love talking about boundaries because mm -hmm. I learn so many things. I like, you know, being challenged. I like learning from others. And I like having the conversation about boundaries. And I hope the things that we shared today will resonate with people. And any anything that we shared that we learned, hopefully will help others or okay well thanks everyone again for listening we hope that you'll tune in next week stay tuned when we release our next topic it'll either be about trauma and motherhood or gentle parenting gentle parenting but either or we're gonna have a guest on so yay stay tuned and that's all for this episode of mamas with trauma and unpopular opinions find us here again next week at 6 p.m on apple music or spotify and be sure to be following our social media pages on Instagram at Mamas with Trauma Podcast and on Facebook at Mamas with Trauma and Unpopular Opinions. Mm -hmm.